Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. Week 9 was an absolute madhouse. There were upsets for days. Uh, this is what we're here for, folks. That's why the show is called Upsets and Underdogs. The Titans took it to the Rams without Derrick Henry. They bought, they brought a Hall of Famer with them in Adrian Peterson last minute, and he actually got me some good points in fantasy football. Uh, the Broncos ended up beating down the Cowboys in Dallas, and then you had the battles of the Josh Allens. This narrative is driving me crazy because everyone keeps talking about the Josh Allens. Uh, the Jaguars came out on top against the Bills in a weird game. Um, in today's upset episode, we'll discuss these games and break down what happened and dig into what we can learn from it all. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 9 is in the books, and there's still plenty of time to get into the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markers like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager match up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Winbet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, out the gate. It has been an outstanding fight week, so there is no better time to bring in my dog, Lamb, who actually was at one of the events. Talk to us, Lamb. Welcome to the show, like always. And you had an interesting weekend. Your phone Man, died well, in the process, I, I heard. I had a I had a very, very interesting weekend. Uh, it was cool, man. I got to go to UFC 268. It was in MSG, my hometown, New York City. Fun fact, the first the first sporting event, Will, I've been able to attend since the pandemic. So it was super exciting for me. I mean, that wasn't that long. I mean, dude, like I, you're talking said, about someone that I think you're going to give me some like historical fact when you said fun fact, I thought it was going to be like, you know, something about UFC. You said your first event, you're selfish. All right. Give me another fun well, fact. You did, you did, you did ask about me. So I had to, you know, <laughs> use the wrestling term and put myself over now since we were talking about it. But dude, it was, it was awesome. The atmosphere was rocking sick fights, start to finish. Right. Even some of the prelims. I mean, that first fight, Will, Chandler and Gaethje, literally nobody was sitting down the whole fight. That's it what I heard. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I was at a, a gala and my, my buddy, Zach, which kept texting me. He was like, dude, you got to see this. You got to see this. It was chaos. And, and Will, I was. Fight of uh, the year candidate, I heard. Like not even oh, close. Yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. That, that was just a banger to start the pay-per-view. And what, what was unfortunate is the crowd, it was such a deflating moment after that fight because everyone was so into it that the next fight after Shane Burgos, who's a buddy of mine and uh Billy Q fought and they had a fight of the night candidate. If it wasn't for the Chandler and Gaethje opener, and it was just an amazing atmosphere. I was so excited. And will, you know, you always ask me about some of these things on win bet, right? Like, right. Oh, is there anything you like last week? The Trevor Whitman parlay, dude. The Trevor Whitman parlay. <laughs> that was outstanding. All three of his fighters won. If you parlayed all of his fighters, like we had said, get a little funky. Plus 287. So 100 bucks won, won you $287, Will. Very good. And then we had another, uh, some legendary action. Canelo ended up fighting 
Caleb Plant, Saul Canelo Alvarez, and he ended up uh, stopping him uh, in Canelo fashion. And you mentioned, too, bet him in the later rounds for a stoppage. That's what happened. I actually did get to see this fight. I um, ended up, <laughs> I think once we got into the car at the event, I ended up streaming it on my phone. So I ended up seeing this one for sure. And it was interesting, man. I I was like, with, with uh, Caleb Plant, like he has to, he has to get started early. And uh, my only issue, my only thing is once Canelo feels like, okay, he's seen everything. It's like, all right, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a problem. And I know he was real hesitant. Caleb Plant was real hesitant with Canelo's like counter ability. But I just thought over time, as we talked, you know, before, even with um, Paulie, that the, just the war of attrition is going to just take over and he's just going to beat him down round by round. And I'm like, man, like Caleb, he has to he has to fight. He has to go and fight Canelo. But um, and, and this would be interesting, you know, perhaps perhaps this could be the lesson for Caleb like it was when Canelo lost to Floyd. This, I like it. It can go one way or the other. It can discourage him, but this could be like, okay, you you just fought you just fought a, a boxing god in his prime right now. Okay, like right now, Canelo is like the dude. So <clears throat> it was interesting, man. He he. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, man, when a guy's that good, you can tell because he just obliterates opponents. Where, you know that's never happened to Caleb Plant, never. So. Yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting. The two guys that were featured in both main events, right? In yep. in UFC Kamaru Usman and then Canelo Alvarez, how dominant they've been. And they've done it against guys who would be pound for pound the number one guy in that division had it not been for Usman and for Canelo. Right. So it's it's been pretty interesting to see that dynamic play out between those two guys. All right, let's hit the record books. This uh, this is where we start off by reviewing our picks from last week. Here's how we stand. I went one and two this week. I picked the Ravens, Packers, and the Rams against the spread. My owner of the week was the Packers. So I'm four and five so far this season. Uh, my favorite pick was Minnesota. So I'm six and three on my favorite picks. My overall record is 15 and 18. Lamb, how'd you do this week? We had the same picks, Will. So right, I also on a wide went one and two. <laughs> <laughs> one but, and two. 15 and 18 on the year as well. We have the same record. Bengals, my favorite pick. Boy, what a nightmare that was. Three and six on the year. And the Texans, man, it was so close. I got what I wanted. Tyrod Taylor in. Unfortunately, he threw many, many interceptions. So I'm five and four on my underdog pick of the week. Yeah, on our next episode, I'm not. I want to make sure I change one of our picks. We can't have this. We can't have us picking the same on these episodes. Okay, so let's jump into our upset breakdown. This is where we dig into the biggest upsets of week nine. Trust me, there were many. Uh, And after that, we will crown our upset of the week. But Liam, you have something to say about this weekend, right? Well, we've been waiting for a weekend like this. A lot of underdogs won outright. Six straight up wins for the underdog against the spread. Underdogs were nine and four, and a lot of eliminator pools were eliminated. A lot of big underdogs just winning outright, and some of them will as we break into these games. Rather dominant too, right? Uh, interesting, man. So, underdogs that won the Cardinals, they were a five and a half underdog. Money line was plus two hundred. 
at the 49ers. Um, the Giants, they were a plus three underdog, and Moneyline was 135 versus the Raiders. Um, yeah, the Cardinals end up like beating them down 31 17, which is crazy to me. And then the Raiders end up getting stomped. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, say, I want to say stomped, but you know, there were a couple of plays where the score didn't really show what was going on. They lost 23 to 16. And these aren't even the biggest underdogs. Here we go. Upset number one, the Falcons. They were a six and a half underdog. Money line was plus 250. And they end up beating the Saints 27 to 25 after the Saints had an impressive win over the Bucks. It's just so funny, right? So, um, one one of my actually he's my best friend from college. His name is Taylor Soleil, and he is now an actor. And he's on that new show on ABC called Queens. He's the main actor. His name is Eric on that show. And he was the other one of the other receivers with me when I was at BC. And I remember Matt Ryan hit me up. He was like, "Man, he was like, dude, you see Taylor on the show? You see Taylor?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I see him on the show." Like, he goes, "Man, I need his number so I can get in touch with him." And so we started, you know conversing about Atlanta he's like yeah you know we're you know we're dealing with a little bit of stuff but you know things should be okay I was like at least you guys are competing I said at least Mm -hmm. you guys are playing hard despite you know trying to find more uh you know talent or whatever it is you know with your new coach and new GM I said you guys are playing hard because you know what he said you're absolutely right we are playing very 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 tough uh every week guys are competing and that's exactly what happened um this week against the Saints. Uh, Saints almost had a classic comeback, but Young Way came through again for them. Oh, uh, God, it's crazy, man. So, yeah, down 24 6. Saints took the lead with a minute left in the fourth, only to give up a big play to your boy Patterson. Um, Carterell has been just, I mean, the probably one of the most underrated <laughs> pickups. Mm-hmm. Uh, this offseason because he's been outstanding player for them. Sometimes, man, it's just right place, right time, right? Just uh, he, he and he's having the most fun. Uh, when he was in London, I got to see him on the sideline, like playing catch with everybody. He does that often and is doing well. And I will say this, man. <clears throat> by the way, that play to Patterson set up the game winning field goal. But Matt Ryan again is slowly under the radar playing some good ball, mm-hmm. like. It, I think it's like cool for him to do that under the radar, playing some really good football. He showed a little bit of his uh, scrambling skills. No one fun. Speaking of fun facts, you, no one knows that in in high school he was recruited as a dual threat quarterback. No way. And one of his offers was from Georgia Tech. Believe it or wow. not, I know how about that. Um, wow. So that option, imagine that option. Listen. So, what are some gambling takeaways from this game? Everybody, both the public and the pros, were on the Falcons. New quarterback coming in for the Saints. Will Jameis Winston being out? Simeon coming in. A little bit of those Taysom Hill gadget right. plays too. If you had the Falcons with the points, the six and a half, rather comfortable. They jump out to that big lead, like we were saying, 24 to 6. Right. Awful, awful bad beat, Will, if you had the game total in this one. So 10 points scored at halftime, 17 to 3 heading into the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, Will, 32 points were scored to push the game That's over. That's crazy. They went berserk at the end of that game. Bananas. 
bananas. So that was one where if you had the game total there, this is one of those bets, Will, that if it goes over and you had the under, you're questioning whether or not you should be betting anymore. Yeah, they shouldn't they shouldn't listen to us after this week too, by the way. Um <laughs> look, it happens. It happens, people. That's what it is. Okay. Um the second upset. This was mm-hmm. big too. The Titans. The Derek Henry less Titans were a plus seven underdog. Money line was plus two seventy at SoFi against the hot Rams, they end up beating them 28-16. Now, the 16 is some, I would say, some late garbage points that the Rams uh, try to get. But, man, this was a straight thrashing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we talked about this um, previously on, on our show when, you know, we made some points about the Titans and the Ravens. And I was like, look, when when they went and beat down Buffalo, they put everybody on notice. They said, guys, it is a long season, okay? <laughs> it is a long season. We're not worried about, like I said, the, the Bills, the Chiefs, or anybody else. You know, it's a long season. So they came out here and, and showed that's, that's the case. Now, did I think this was going to happen? Absolutely not. I would say, man, the, the Rams' offensive line got absolutely pummeled, you know, and – they noticed, hey, if we get pressure up the middle, that's where Matt Stafford st- struggles because he likes to step up in the pocket and find his players. They had five sacks on him. Uh, they pressured Stafford on 28.3% of the dropbacks. And, and it was only like a three or four man rush. It's not like they were sending heat, you know, from me, mm-hmm. from watching the game. It didn't look like they were blitzing many people. Um, Kevin Byard continues to play lights out. I feel like, like you said, I mean, he was already good before the Dion conversation, but then ever since then, man, he's just been outstanding he probably had one of the most easiest uh pick sixes i ever seen he it looked like he dropped mm-hmm. down and covered three to an out route and picked it off uh and, and then matt stafford just made he made a, a similar to a carson wentz type of throw you know it's like man do i take the safety or do i try to get rid of it i understand what he was trying to do yeah, yeah and that was what that was that happened and then the pick six happened within like 26 seconds and then of course, I knew once they were going to get into the red zone, Tennessee got into the red zone. They were definitely going to give it to AP, man. AP or AD as an all-day Adrian Peterson, which I actually picked him up last minute on my fantasy team because I, I had Henry. I needed a back. You know, in my mm-hmm. league, I think I forget how many teams there are, but there's nobody available. And I was like, okay, he, he could probably get me something. He ended up getting me some good points that put me in position to possibly win this week. And then Cooper Cup, he ends up, you know, crossing that stack, getting a thousand yards. Uh, I just felt like he had, he had to earn his yards this week. He had a, eleven catches, ninety five yards, but I don't think was effective enough. So, like always, what are the gambling takeaways from this game? Similar to what we said about that Falcons game, and it seems to be the common theme. Will on all of these underdogs that either won or covered comfortable. Comfortable covers from start to finish. Titans, like you said, that score from an outsider's perspective probably looks a lot closer than the game really was. I want to give the flowers to Jeffrey Simmons. Not one, not two, but three sacks. Right. Dude is having a monster year. And Harold Landry also coming up the edge. Got himself a sack too. Money. Oh, yeah. Let's go, BC. (laughs) Money and tickets were heavily scaled to the Rams side. I think a lot of people felt the same way we did 
talking about this game last week with right. Antoine Bethea, how we didn't know what the Titans were going to look like without Derrick Henry. So, Will, my question to you is, is it a better win for the Titans or was this a worse loss for the Rams? Oh, it was easily a better win for the Titans uh, just because it it showed you the type of team that Tennessee is. Um, I put out a tweet saying, like, this Tennessee Titans team is – they are prime years Boise State annoying. And the reason I say that is because Boise State, they were a team we had to watch every Thursday night. And they they were a tough team. They did everything right. Every time someone doubted them, they competed. They were well coached, you know, whether it was Chris Peterson or Dan Hawkins that was coaching them. And, you know, and they, and they showed up against the big teams. And I just feel like with this Tennessee Titans team coached by Mike Vabra, man, they, they are just built for ugly games like this where it's like we're just going to take everything that you're doing and just and just move it to the side man and i think that's exactly what this was for this team um i won't say i'm not going to say this is a worse loss for the rams simply because there were a lot of top seeded teams that took l's this week you know like Mm. eventually you're gonna you're gonna have one of those games where things just aren't gonna go right for you you know it happened to the bills it happened to the rams it happened to the cowboys you know where it's like, okay, this is the week where they should probably come through. And so it just happened. But I think this was a huge win for Tennessee on the road without their best player, maybe the best offensive player in football right now in Derrick Henry. So, yeah, outstanding win for them uh, overall as an entire team. All right. And our third upset of the week, which I just alluded to, the Broncos. This is a massive upset, right? They were they were a plus 10 underdog the money line was four freaking hundred at dallas and they ended up just i mean abusing them 30 to 16 um no von miller no problem but i think too i think that was a something that you know motivated him too but the broncos Mm -hmm. defense shut down the cowboys offense at home um i will say this though um Ryan, I was watching Ryan Clark. He he made a really good point about the Cowboys is that maybe, maybe they were so reliant on that explosive offense. The defense was that it was like, okay, the offense can come through and do some things and we'll be able to, you know, create some takeaways, you know, get the football and, and kind of know that our offense is going to put up these kind of numbers and know we're going to be good regardless of what happens. I think you and I talked about this earlier this year about, mm-hmm. you know, defenses having really good offenses. But then when the offense struggles, like, can the defense come through? But there were certain plays like, okay, one-on-one, Stephon, D- I mean, uh, Trayvon Diggs versus Patrick, one-on-one, like, I mean, there was there's no tricks about that. It was like, who's going to make the play? Who's going to do that? <clears throat> then you had, you know, Williams and, and Melvin Gordon just absolutely. I mean, they were just like running the ball. They were running through Dallas's defense. I mean, every single run was just brutal and ugly and punishing. Um, like that kind of abuse, that kind of that's that sending that kind of message. You know, remember uh, Coach Daly talked about. Like, sure, you, you don't you don't really need the run game, but you kind of do because it's not just about the yards. It's about it's about sending the message. It's about, you know, letting them know, like, look, uh, we're here in your face. It's kind of like boxing, right? When a 
when a boxer just stands there and is not moving his head. Like I mentioned with Canelo, Canelo wasn't really dodging punches by like round six or seven. He was like, all right, dude, just hit me whatever you got because I'm going to stand here. It was like that for Denver. They said, look, like you're going to have to go through us. And then on the flip side, right, if Dallas couldn't get going on the, round, on the, on the ground game with Zeke, Regardless, we can say what we want about all these receivers, about Dak, whatever it is. But if, I've been saying if Zeke can't get going, this team mm-hmm. does not do well. Zeke got going when Cooper Rush was that quarterback, and they did well without Dak. Zeke did not get going. They did not do well. So talk to me about some gambling takeaways from this game. Second biggest favorite, Will, on the entire Sunday main slate, and they lost outright, though we'll get to the one that actually was the biggest one to lose in just a second. An all-time easy cash if you had the Broncos money line or with the cover. Like I mentioned previous, easy, just easy covers by the underdog, basically cashing your ticket at halftime. Cowboys were a popular teaser team being bet down to minus four. So from 10 points, you tease it down to minus four. And he's back. My guy is back. Teddy two gloves. Teddy covers <laughs> has covered yet another game on the road. Back to back covers after dropping four straight against the spread. This is a dude will 68% of the time on the road. He covers the spread. That is insane, Will. If you could tell me that I could cover 68% of the time, I'm calling you up. We are starting a GoFundMe, and we are making Was it 68% before big this game? It was 68% before this game. So why so didn't now you go there? Be, why didn't you do it? You know what, Will? Listen, for as good as my weekend was, I fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> oh, good, bro. Oh, man. That... <laughs> Sorry, bro. It happens sometimes, man. It happens sometimes. Well, look, let me ask you. Uh, we mentioned his name before, right? Yeah. Von Miller. When a player like that leaves your locker room, a guy who's been a staple of your franchise for all these years, yep. for about a decade, Super Bowl MVP leader, what's the state of the locker room after a game like that? Well, you know what? Yes, he has all those accolades, but the leader of that defense is Justin Simmons. So they are just fine with all that. So even when he was there, Justin Simmons took over, like not just the leader of that team, but he's a huge leader in the community as a whole. So that's why they are just fine. All right. This show is brought to you by WinBet. We wrapped up week nine of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. Plus, new users can take advantage of the WinBet. Bet $1, win $100 offer if you bet just $1. You can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, cricket, whatever it is, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. So, Lam, I need to ask you, like I do all the time, do you see anything on the WinBet app that you like this week? Yeah, again, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with these fight props will because the boy's been hot boy's been hot with these props <laughs> we got a massive massive event this weekend yes. max holloway i think he's my favorite fighter in the ufc to watch he's fighting against yair rodriguez another dude who is just as exciting i like this fight to go the distance over three and a half rounds minus 135 gotta lay some juice but i think these guys are very durable they've yeah. been in main events and they could go to distance and just strikers delight. Get ready to see 
150 significant strikes on both ends. It's funny because that's how he, that's what he does, right? He just, he just stands up. Like he'll get to the point, Max, I would just stand up and just throw. He has really good boxing. So I, I definitely enjoy that. All right. So thanks, Lane, for all the details. Download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So it's time to name our upset of the week. And it is no question who it is. Without further ado, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who took down the Bills? Nine to six. Okay. My helmet still is like, I still have the air in it from when I played. (laughs) This thing is snug. Well, maybe I just got a bigger head because I got older. So <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, Josh Allen, the defensive player, Josh Allen, played like the MVP. Now, it, so here's the thing: I, I I got so sick of this narrative with the every everybody had to get their Josh Allen versus Josh Allen tweet off, and I got to the point I'm like, okay, guys, I get it, I get it, okay. Josh Allen tackled Josh Allen. Josh Allen tackled or picked off Josh Allen. Josh Allen made Josh Allen fumble. Josh Allen, I get it. Okay. Now someone tried to hit me up like, oh, he did a trifecta. The last person to do a trifecta was Will Blackman. For those who forgot. Okay. Talk to him. Talk to him. It was a quadfecta. They better put some respect on your name. That's what I'm starting to say. Quadfecta. You know what that is? That is a sack. That is a forced fumble. That is a fumble recovery. And a touchdown. Quad effect of people. That's what it is. So an overall ugly game and performance by the Bills, who were. They still are a Super Bowl favorite. Even though they were the favorite, they were the top favorite according to Winbet entering this week. Mm-hmm. But they're still. I say they're still there. The, the, the AFC is wide the hell open, by the way. I mean, gosh, they just changed slots all the week, which which makes this season interesting. Um, the Jaguars sacked Josh Allen four times and put a lot of pressure on him. He mentioned, too, he said he played like Sugar Hunter Ice-T. I never, mm-hmm. ever used that sentence in my entire life till now because I don't want to swear in this show. Um, so <laughs> are, there, are there any gambling takeaways that we need to know from this week? First of all, I'm upset at myself for seeing both a giant and a jaguars helmet will right behind you every time we record we could have parlayed both call it the will blackman former teams right make us there's some money but chance. again there's still a chance we can do uh the the the, the shelf part the will blackman <laughs> shelf parlay but plus 650 dude the biggest outright That's winner insane. of any team in the nfl this year there's always one will there's always one that's a double digit underdog and they went outright and we finally got it plus 650 with the Jaguars again covered easily 16 and a half point underdogs this is the fourth game in NFL history between a starting quarterback Josh Allen and an opposing defensive player Josh Allen with the same exact name as you listed a narrative that was driven into the ground 85% of the tickets on the bills however 58% of the money coming in on the Jaguars and well one of the reasons why is because again You bet numbers, not teams, 16 and a half points. That's a number, especially when you're a home team, catching that many points. Professional bettors tend to gravitate that way because in the end of the day, 
It's professional football, and right. it's three possessions at home. That's why a lot of money was coming in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I'll say this, okay? Josh Allen, the quarterback, his name is Joshua Patrick Allen. The defensive end is Joshua Allen. Not the same person. I'm that guy. Yep, I'm that guy. Not the same person. <laughs> All right. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will be previewing week 10 and making some new legit picks. And perhaps we might have the Blackman Shelf Parlay. That may happen. So this has been Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe. Throw us a rating and review and tell your friends. Follow me at Will Blackman, all social media. All I do is I talk football and I just crack jokes. So for those who take me seriously, like too seriously on social media, that is your fault, right? My, my aunt used to always tell me, if you have a problem with somebody and they don't know why, it's you. Where can they find you, Lamb? <laughs> At Nick Day is 10 on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will catch you next time. Go Jags. <laughs>